But this year I learned a lot about the importance of setting specific goals, setting more quarterly goals that build me closer to an annual goal, like continuing to take a goal and breaking it down into a smallest point. Hello, and thank you for joining us today on the Gentle Art of Crushing It show, where we focus on learning and sharing with our listeners all there is to know about how to create success in our lives. This show stands on the shoulders of giants. Our mission is to empower and inspire our listeners to create the life of their dreams whilst having a blast in the process. Let's celebrate life together. Welcome to the show. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Gentle Art of Crushing It podcast. My name is Derek. I'll be your host for today, and I appreciate you taking the time to listen to us. And I hope if you like what you hear, you'll leave us a comment. Even if you don't like what you hear, if you could at least subscribe and maybe one of the other hosts will be more impactful for you, or you can leave us a like or anything that would help us continue to spread our message. So as I'm recording this, we are at the end of 2023 and we have a new year upon us. And boy, if that doesn't produce more content about how to make the next year the best year, and uh, all those types of topics and goal setting and people get excited and enthusiastic and there's something about a new year and, and new start and statistics will show you that about 91% of your New Year's resolutions are dead in the water before the end of January. And so I thought it'd be interesting to talk a little bit about why we miss our goals. What is it that can cause us to miss our goals and reflect a little bit on some of my goals for 2023 and what worked and what didn't work and really why I think some areas that caused me to miss some targets that maybe some of you can relate to. And I think uh, it's important to understand um, really this last year for me has been probably the most impactful year on goal setting that I've had. I've always been a goal-oriented person. I've always been a list person. I've always been someone that has lots of things they want to object, have a bucket list, uh, all, all these types of things. Um, but this year, I learned a lot about the importance of setting specific goals, setting more quarterly goals that build me closer to an annual goal, like continuing to take a goal and breaking it down into its smallest point. So if I have a goal for the year of making X amount of dollars, then what do I want my goal to be for this quarter? And if my goal for this quarter is this, then what do I want my goal weekly to be? And if I want that goal to weekly to be X, then what do I need to do each day to get me close to that weekly goal? And how do I build those habits? And so let's talk about some of the reasons why, uh, and why goals worked and why they didn't. Cause even with all that emphasis on, on, being better at goal setting, I joined a uh, mastermind with a lot of accountability built in. So I've been talking to someone on a weekly basis about how my goals and habits are going. Um, even with all that introduced this year, I still hit some goals and I missed some goals. So let me give you four reasons that I've kind of, as I've reflected on this last year, think have had an impact on me missing some of the goals. One of them is being unfocused, really lacking specific targets having uh, a being unfocused can mean having more of a general goal uh, i want to lose weight i want to make more money 
Uh, I want to have a better relationship with my kids and my wife. Um, those are general goals. And the other thing about being unfocused uh, is, is distractions. Um, so let's talk about those things. One lack of clarity. I think having specific goals is the only way to really achieve them and really trying to set goals that you can track in behaviors and actions that you control. What do I mean by this? Uh, one of the goals I had uh, in the first quarter was to lose X amount of pounds. And weight's not something I like to talk about publicly. It's something I've struggled with most of my life. And there's a whole lot of issues that none of you want to be my therapist. So, um, but I just had this kind of general goal. I want to lose weight. My second quarter, I changed that to a more specific goal that I am in control of. And that was, I want to walk on a treadmill 39 times in the second quarter, three times a week for 30 minutes minimum. You see how much better and easier that is to track 39 times is a specific number. I want it to average three times a week. I want to uh, do it for at least 30 minutes, but I gave myself some room that if I didn't, it wasn't able to do it this week at all for whatever reason that then I could do it six times the next week and stay caught up. So I didn't set myself up for failure. Like, Oh, I want to work out 30 minutes every day. Um, because then you miss a day, you're like, all right, well, my quarterly goal is shot, so I'll just wait till next quarter. Um, so I think having clarity and really being specific in what you want and then continuing to break it down into uh, the habits and then um, making it a priority, really the distractions, um, things are going to happen in your life. You're going to set time. Maybe you've made some New Year's resolutions. Maybe you've set some goals for this year or this month or this quarter or this week. And life happens. I mean, things happen. Life is hard and uh, it is challenging. And other people didn't weren't aware of our goal setting session and they didn't know that we made this a priority and they've come now to take our time uh, or like, you know, things just unexpected events happen. And how do we deal with that? And again, the more specific and focused we are on this goal is a priority. Um, I think the higher degree we have of achieving it. Let's talk about the second thing, undisciplined. Um, this one resonates with me a lot. One, I think in coming to undisciplined is having a lack of consistent habits. And I learned a lot this year about habits. I probably underestimated what some people teach about those, that everything you want to achieve in life can be broken down into a 15 minute action every day. And it really is a lot of truth to that. It seems simple, but I think it's very profound. And I think that, in order to achieve what you want, you have to look at what habits does it take to get to that, to get to that goal. And what are the simple actions that I can do on a daily and weekly basis to achieve that goal? Um, the other thing I think with undiscipline is dealing with procrastination and time management. One of the reasons I was able to hit my treadmill goal in the second quarter. And then I set it for 52 times or four times a week in the third quarter 
I set it for 65 times or five times a week in the fourth quarter. And I hit all three of those goals uh, in, in each of their respective quarters. And one of the reasons was that I put it in the calendar. Uh, I am a, a semi-calendar type person. I, I don't have my whole day planned out, but I tend to put in the priorities or things, I set times I have to do. And I pretty much had a set time that I would go and work out on a treadmill and if it got changed or the unexpected event happened, I was able to move it around in my calendar to make sure I had a time. Um, and I think a lot of times when we have our goals and we get excited about them, we just allow other things to come and mess us up or we do the lovely thing of I'll start tomorrow. I'll start next week. Well, it's the 15th of the month. I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to start on the 1st. Oh, it's Friday. I'm going to start my diet on Monday. And I really feel like if you start your goal with the idea of, well, I'm going to start it in X number of days, minutes, or hours, you are already setting yourself up for failure. If I want to achieve something, whether you're listening to this on the 1st of January or the 15th of June, if you want to achieve a target, set that target set a date for completion, build the habits, and start that day. Start today. What is it that you want to achieve and work on it starting today? If we, it just, there's no other way it's going to work. If you're going to put it off for until next week, you're going to put it off till next year. And the fact that we put so much emphasis into the 1st of January and this thought of, well, I'm going to make my New Year's resolutions and everyone ate like crazy the last week of December because I'm starting my diet in January. The busiest couple of weeks at the gym, January, we get so motivated because of this date that we've all set and said, this is the start. And it doesn't last because life will happen and we'll start to procrastinate and it gets a little harder to get out of bed and it's a little less exciting and becomes more work. And so lack of discipline really, really can mess us up on our ability to achieve our goals. Jim Rohn said, discipline is the bridge between goals and accomplishment. Um, and I um, agree with that statement. Here, let me give you a third reason, big reason why I've missed some of my goals this year, and perhaps you have too, and that is being unsure and living in insecurities. The... Uh, Fear of failure is a strong one for me, and I don't know how it resonates with everyone else out there. I think in some degree, we all struggle with a fear of failure, and it comes from worrying what other people think. And so sometimes I think that causes us to set small goals um, instead of the goals that we really want to have, the, the bigger impossible targets, the the stretch goals, the things that are like, boy, this would be nice, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. So I'll set a safe goal. And um, I, I think it, it can hold us back. Um, I think sometimes we talk ourselves out of goals um, because we're like, well, it's not going to really work. I'm a pretty analytical mind. So this is something that can happen to me. I can get excited about an idea I can have a, a, a desire to achieve a target, but then I'm like, well, how? How's that going to work? How am I going to do it? And, uh, and then I start trying to break down all the ways that, that all the issues I may have 
Um, and I just begin to talk myself out of even going after the goal. And I, and all I was doing was writing down a piece of paper. This is a goal I'd like to achieve. I, mean, I hadn't even done step one of an action, but that fear of failure holds us back. And the other thing is, I think with unsure, being unsure of a goal is this idea of imposter syndrome, which I really probably didn't fully understand what that meant until the last couple of years. I, I think I always viewed imposter syndrome as people kind of faking it till they make it, um, or maybe being fake in general. Um, and you know, the guy selling the real estate course that really owns one rental house, I, I viewed that as the imposter syndrome. But in reality, I'm beginning to understand it's really this feeling we can get of I'm not really worthy of teaching this or leading this or, or achieving this or the idea of I'm not really good enough. And if people really knew who I was, they'd be like, you're a fraud. You're an imposter. Um, I have a project I'm working on right now that has been a dream of mine for probably really about 15 years, maybe more. Um, I've kind of tried it out a couple of times. Every time I've tried it out, it's been very successful, but I hold back some of that from lack of discipline, uh, and focus. Um, and, uh, but I also worry what people think. And so as I'm putting it together this time in a new iteration, and I'm pretty excited about it and I have people committed to participating in it. The last couple of weeks, I've really felt this feeling of, boy, am I really the right guy to lead it? Am I the guy that's supposed to teach the material? I mean, who am I to be that guy? Isn't that pretty presumptuous? These are the thoughts going through my head. And I realize, and what it wants me to lead, what it leads me to is wanting to be like, yeah, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'll give you another example. Uh, I had an idea. I, my wife and I do a goal setting retreat every year. We've done it now for four or five years. It's really pretty unstructured anymore. And it's a little less intense than the first year was, but we just sit down and we reflect on last year. We just take some time to learn what worked, what didn't work, what, what felt like it was missing or confusing. We ask ourselves those questions and we just kind of make a couple lists separate from each other. And then we come and share the list. We look for commonalities in particular. And then we just really look at what do we want to do this year? Uh, I'm much more of a goal setter. My wife is more laid back and, and, um, not as, as, uh, goal oriented. Um, she just enjoys life and being present. Um, and I, wanted, I've, I've, every year we do this, I'm like, man, it would be fun to do this with some other folks just to kind of kind of go through the process together, encourage each other, learn. A lot of the work would be done as couples, but then just to kind of hang out with other people and share. And so a couple of months ago, I just floated out to some people I know, hey, we're thinking about doing a goal setting workshop. Would anyone be interested? That's several people interested. Um, I never plan the workshop. Some of that's from uh, undisciplined. And some of that's just that feeling of, wait, who, who am I? to lead that workshop. Are people going to like it? Is it going to be good enough? Are the materials going to be good enough? Is it going to be as good enough as that other workshop that gets advertised heavily? No. And so I think that those, those feelings of that is what imposter syndrome is. And so I'd encourage you to look in your life when you're setting goals and you're looking at things that you feel this pause 
and like, wait, I, am I the right person? That that can often be imposter syndrome. And so again, that leads to insecurity and unsureness, and we feel like, wait, maybe I can't achieve this goal. And it holds us back, and it causes us to miss out on things we really, really want to do. The fourth reason I would say that we miss out on our goals is that we're uncommitted. Let me give you an example. So in the fourth quarter, one of my goals that I never talked about, except in my accountability group, was I wanted to put at least, I wanted to get one or two, preferably two vacation rental properties under contract. This was a big deal for me. I want to get more vacation rental properties. I really want to focus on that. And so my goal was, you know, get one to two. It was a stretch goal. I don't have any capital uh, just handy for a down payment. Um, I don't really have any partners lined up, but I'm like, this will be my goal. How'd I do? I didn't get anything under contract in the fourth quarter. But let's look at why that is. So let's ask a couple questions about that goal. If you want to put a house under contract, what do you have to do? Well, you have to make offers. How many offers did I make in the fourth quarter for vacation rental properties? Zero. Okay, so if you make no offers, what are the probabilities someone's going to call you and say, hey, do you want to buy my house? I mean, it can happen, Um, but it's going to be slimmer than if you're making offers. And did I build a habit as to how many offers I wanted to make in a week or a month? No. And then did I, uh, well, if I didn't make any offers, how many properties did I analyze in the fourth quarter? Probably And the fact that I say probably should also indicate my lack of commitment. I would say maybe six. Six properties in 90 days. Okay, so is there any surprise that I put no vacation rentals under contract? No. Was I committed to that goal? Not a bit. It sounded good, and I wanted to do it, but I didn't put any habits in place So let's look at it differently. If you want to put a property under contract, it doesn't be a vacation rental, be any kind of property you're looking for if you're into real estate. If you want to do it, then what's the first thing you should do? Probably analyze properties. Well, then you set a habit of how many properties do I want to analyze? Well, I want to analyze one. I want to have analyze five a week. Okay. That'll be 65 properties in the year, in the quarter. What would be the What would be the chance that out of 65 properties, you're going to be able to make some offers. And let's just say, now some people say make an offer on every one at the number that works for you. Maybe you don't want to annoy all your real estate agents. So you're like, I'm, I'm going to try to do half. I'm going to set a goal for 30 offers. I'm going to make 30 offers. Well, what are the chances of 30 offers of one of those being accepted? Well, I'm going to tell you this. It's a higher probability than making no offers 100% of the time. And so that's what I mean by lack of commitment. We make lots of goals. We get excited, especially in the beginning of the year. And we say, I'm going to do that. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to put all this money in my 401k and I'm going to do that. And I'm I'm going to, but are we committed to it? Do we make it a commitment? And I think that also stems from a lack of passion. Does this goal excite me? I see this sometimes in the real estate world. I think there's a lot of people with real estate goals that really don't like real estate. And so they kind of struggle. And I I don't think it's wrong to not like real estate. 
I'm not sure I really enjoy owning a lot of real estate. Um, I, I don't know if I had a hundred units, if I'd be super excited. Now there's some financial benefits to that, but, but I just, I don't want to just own a bunch of property. I have, I have some other goals, things that make me passionate. I want properties that are doing something. I love sober living houses because they're, they're providing profit and purpose. That's for me. It does, I, I have nothing against the guy that wants to own a thousand units or a hundred units. That, that's great. But for me, I get more excited to know we're providing good properties for people wanting to live a sober lifestyle. I'm passionate about people purchasing properties and I really want to find ways to have, have properties that are able to be purchased by the people living in them. That, that's something I really want to develop uh, over time. So those are things that are passionate for me. Um, I'm not super passionate about fitness. Uh, I, um, but I, I'm committed to it. I'm committed that I have to change my habits that I've lived for this part of my life and that I have to do a better job because some of it, I'm paying the consequences of those habits, uh, from my earlier years. And I, I want to do a better job. So I will say that I made working out on a treadmill, a commitment it may not be good for those of you that are fitness gurus. I, I get it, but I, I, I worked out 159 times this last year. That's about 150 more times than I've probably worked out the previous 50 years of my life. And so I, I, I counted a win, but I was committed to it. I'll tell you a little bit of a story. So one of the reasons I struggle with going to gyms or working out is, A, I'm overweight, and you tend to find out that fat people don't hang out at gyms. Um, and you're around a lot of really buff in shape people. And so I work out and most of the time in a little fitness center that is pretty much, uh, very rarely is anyone else in it. And so the first few times in the second quarter, my first week, all excited about my goal, uh, and only working out three times a week, I went in there and nobody was in there and I can, I achieved it. And you know, the folks that were around the fitness center knew what I was doing, but I, I didn't care about that. No one was in the room with me. And then probably day four, five, I don't remember which day, but it was pretty early on. There was a lady, there's three treadmills in this little fitness room. And there was a lady on one when I walked in and I'm like, okay. And there was a momentary pause for me. Like she's going to see a, I'm a fat guy working out in cargo shorts. Uh, and I just worried what she thought, but I'm like, you know, I, I can handle this. I, I can do it. And so there's, you know, there's three treadmills. She's on one end. I'll be on the other end. And, uh, and then probably five or 10 minutes into my workout, this guy steps into the middle treadmill and he is, I mean, he's just buff. That's all I can say. And he gets on this treadmill and he turns that incline to like straight, straight up and down. And he's got, I don't know what speed, but I'm pretty sure smoke's coming off his shoes. And he is just hitting it. And I'm sitting there like, I want to leave. Everything in me wanted to leave. I'm kind of angling my body so he can't see my numbers and my incline and my speed. I'm just focused on, I want out of here. But something in me made a decision. I'm not going to quit. And 
there's a couple lessons there. That's one of the days I worked out the longest in that first, that second quarter of my, my first quarter of working on that goal because of someone else being there. It pushed me to do more. But because I think I stuck it out that day, I got used to working out when other people were around. And so when I would travel to hotels and uh, we stayed at a couple of resorts and I had to work out, and I will tell you that in resort fitness rooms, uh, there are no fat people. Uh, nobody goes to the Las Vegas resort, hangs out, that's overweight, and then goes to the fitness room. So I was with nothing but buff people, and there I was in my cargo shorts working out. Um, and I just, it became a commitment. And then I had momentum. And because I had momentum, I didn't want to stop. I didn't want to break. I didn't want to miss a quarter. I've done three quarters in a row now. The last quarter was the toughest for me because I hit some obstacles. I hurt my back for a few days and I couldn't work out. And I, But I was not going to miss out uh, on achieving that third quarter goal of 65 times or five times a week. Um, and so that there I was committed. So that goal, I was committed. My vacation rentals, no, nah, not committed. Some of the other goals I've had, I hit partially. So mediocre commitment. And I think the other reason that we sometimes lack commitment besides lack of passion is an absence of a clear why. Why are we doing this? And I think if you're someone who's got some goals you're looking at implementing right now, or you're going to start doing that, I think asking yourself, why do I want to achieve this? And I think that why, for me, I, again, I'm not passionate about working out, but I understand that if I want to be healthy as I get older, I have to change the way I'm doing things. I have to watch what I eat. I just have to make a lot of different changes in my habits. And so that's my why. And that pushes me through the hard times in the times I don't, um, I don't want to get up and I don't want to go work out. Um, and so though, those are, those are a couple of things, lack of passion, absence of a clear why lead us, lead us to being uncommitted. So those are four reasons just to highlight them again. Sometimes we miss our goals because we're not focused. Sometimes we miss our goals because we're not disciplined. Sometimes we miss our goals because we're not sure. And sometimes we miss our goals because we're not committed. Any of these reasons. And sometimes it's all four. But here's the good thing. Today's a new day. And regardless of what day you're listening to this on or what time of the year it falls, today is the day that we can do something to make a change. And it starts by just setting a target, setting an intention, and then looking at the habits, breaking down what habits will help me get there, and having a clear and distinct why, and pushing through regardless of what other people think. And I will tell you, I think accountability is an incredible piece of the puzzle that a lot of people don't overlook. And I think at least... Maybe it's not a weekly accountability group, but at least having someone in your life that you share your goals with that are willing to ask you, how are you doing? Or posting on, on social media to say, this is what I'm going to achieve. Put yourself out there and then hold yourself accountable to the progress, the good and the bad. I set at least three goals every quarter this year. I probably achieved 60% of them in total. I made some progress on some of them but not didn't achieve them. Some I never even got started on, but I did work on a lot of habits and I did 
improve some areas of my life through habits. So there's been progress. Don't underestimate where you've come from. Don't beat yourself up. We all miss out on goals. And we all do things that in hindsight, we're like, man, I I should have done this better or done more of this. But today's a new day. And if you're listening to this, there's a reason. And so what can you do? What, What is it that you need to do? And how do you get started? Who can help you? Those are the things to start with. If we can help, my contact information will be in the show notes. Be happy to hear how things are going and hear if there's anything we can do. I appreciate you guys again listening. I hope again that you will leave us uh, a review, a like, a comment, a subscription, whatever you feel you could do to help us spread our message uh, and be able to push through more platforms. Uh, Again, reminding you that we come out with new episodes three times a week by a variety of hosts on a variety of topics that we hope will be beneficial for you. And our goal is always the same. We want you to achieve the life you want to achieve. And we want to encourage you to don't just be someone that consumes lots and lots of information, but instead be someone that takes the information and implements it in the way that fits their life the best. We appreciate you listening. We'll talk to you again soon. Have a great day. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, another episode of The Gentle Art of Crushing It. It was an amazing episode. We know we sure learned a lot, and we hope you did as well. We want to take a second and thank you so much for viewing or listening to this episode. And please just know that we only ask for one favor, and that is to make this life magnificent. Thank you, and have a wonderful day.